Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, October 13th, the L.A. Galaxy getting ready for their first home playoff game since 2016 and we are here to get you ready for it the la galaxy facing off against nashville 12 p.m on saturday october 15th galaxy kicking off at 1208 p.m and we have an addition on the tv side of things we're going to talk to you about as well we're going to get you through i don't know some of the other things that are laying around some of the mvp finalists one of those happens to be on the la galaxy we're going to talk about some other things including attendance and then eventually get you and work you to that game against Nashville to help me do all of that he's back with us I think this is three weeks in a row it might be a new personal record he's back it's the Portuguese hammer himself Mr. Eric the Portuguese hammer Vieira Eric how's it going bud playoffs 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 we did it we're in the playoffs yeah are, 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 you, are you surprised we did that last week <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, are, are yeah, you surprised I'm, I'm happy that we have a home game I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with it with Houston our history with Houston decision day you never knew how that was going to go, but to have a home game, to be you know in the mix, it's it's really really an exciting time, and, and it's I'm just I'm super stoked, happy for everyone to be able to get out there. Noon game, early start, so I see people in the in the chat saying they'll be there at 7:30. So it's just it's exciting times, and the funny thing is, you know, I've been with uh, COG now about five years, or yeah. you know, four or five years somewhere in that neighborhood. It seems like just yesterday, doesn't it? <laughs> you know how many playoff runs I've seen? How many? One, one, one playoff run so, as, as a member of, uh, of Corner of the Galaxy. So it's one of those things. Um, I, this could be a nice kind of tradition instead of figuring, figuring out our offseason moves. Uh, once the season is over, we can actually talk about games still yet to be played. So super excited. Everyone in the in the chat's ready to go. You're ready to go. You almost forgot your name at the beginning. That's how I, exciting. I did. It, I did. Well, I wanted to say like special playoff edition. And then I was like, no, it doesn't really fit. <laughs> like you have to force it in there. And so I changed my mind. I would also like to point out I've had a sick kid for like a week. Um, I am running on absolute fumes. If I make it to the game at 12 p.m. on Saturday, it will be a minor miracle, especially if I don't get like sick before then um so that's that's one thing that's sort of going on um, yeah, i'm also gonna... i'm also i should say just to give everybody a warning i am watching my kid right now because my wife is off picking up my oldest from the airport right so i am watching him so should he wake up and need assistance it's going to be the portuguese hammer show uh, for as long that's, as that takes 
I'm extremely nervous. I'm a, I'm a co-host. I'm, I'm not supposed to be solo on these things. So, uh, but, but I've been there in the situation you're at. Fortunately, knock on wood. Now, now we're saying it, we're jinxing it. It's the, the announcer's curse. It's one of those things where I've had a, you know, wife traveling and things happening where I was like, you know, it, it's like the draw. If I get a little guy coming in here with a blanket, you know, we'll do it live. We'll make it work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a problem. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how it works. I, I'm ready to go. You've, you've prepped me. Having a sick kid is the worst. Anyone out there who's gone through it, just watching your child be miserable and be helpless. Oh. It's awful. It's the worst. It's yeah. the absolute worst thing. And then, of course, when you get the leftover sickness, that, that just adds the insult to injury. So the, uh, it should make the halftime meetup a lot of fun. With yeah. You with the <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, hacking you, and gagging. You, yeah. w- you want me to come closer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't yeah. you lean in for the picture here? Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I think I like some of the uh, I, I, I like some of the people on the Discord are saying, just throw him up on the camera. And then we'll yeah. all watch him while we're doing the show. And then that's not a problem. Everybody, the, the chat room can be like, hey, he's moving. You know, that I think that's great. Nice. Next Split time, screen, little corner ne- screen. Yeah, next like time we're going to we're going to put him in there for sure. hundred percent. So uh, let's get to a couple super chats before we uh, break into anything. Uh, Two dollar super chat from Aaron. Uh, if we rebrand odds of becoming the L.A. Dachshunds. Yeah, uh, I yeah, love, yeah. I, I love it. That's the only rebrand that I'll get behind. And we're we're in October. It's 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 Dotson season. So you know they have the weenie dog races mm-hmm. everywhere right now. So haven't entered my my boys yet, but I, I think they're ready. I think they might they might be able to. I'm gonna see if I can get 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 at least one cup in the Hammer household they, with one of our doxies running around there. They they have the Kevin Cabral speed. Is what you're saying? <laughs> they well, one of them does. Okay, that's yeah, the other one's like I can care less. He doesn't want right. to. There's one if you you throw that toy or you hold. You hold the little squeaky toy and he, he's all over it. Yeah. So I think we I can put my eggs in that basket. Okay. Very good. I, I like it. Uh, $20 super chat from Kyle. Kyle, thank you. Kyle, Appreciate that. Jumping in big. Kyle just says, thanks, Josh, which I mean, if you're going to tip me $20 and make me feel dirty, if you say thanks, Josh, that's that's all I need. I, I, I appreciate do? that. Yeah. I, I, don't you want to know? <laughs> um, Galaxy Get by Houston. Uh, I know we talked about it on Monday. I'd just give you a chance to sort of uh, to sort of talk about it. I mean, Again, I like to get differing perspectives on it. I went back and watched the highlights of that game again today uh, a couple different times just to sort of, again, try to get the feel for for what's going on because everything is going on right now. If you're paying attention around the league, they're trying to figure trying to handicap this this race, right? These last, um, you know, what, 14 teams that are in this and they're trying to figure yeah. out who's going to come out on top. Um, and there's some really interesting uh, just takes on everything. And the best is that, you know, 538 basically says that there's like a 53% chance that those that both uh, LAFC and uh, Philadelphia will like meet in the final, yeah. which everybody should sit there and say, that's never going to happen. So something's <laughs> definitely going to happen. Just what's going to happen, right? Well, it's why you play the games. And then I think 538, which we always have that segment at the end and, and people always jump in the chat. Oh, that's not accurate. And I think they get a bad rep for some of their uh, <laughs> political predictions that maybe didn't pan out. But in general, 538 is, is pretty spot on. I think earlier in the season, they had the galaxy somewhere around fourth uh, in the West. And we we're like, man, that does not match what we're seeing. And then come to find out at the very end of the season, that ends up where they land. And we, uh, we always referenced last year, they always had NYC at, at, at the top and we're like, how did, how did they keep ending up there? And they're up at the top anyway. So yeah. it, it usually works out. But we do know, you know, kind of the recent curse of the shield uh, as of late. And so that usually doesn't happen. And then there's always wacky stuff, especially with the single elimination of playoff games. It's it's anyone's race. But going back to the Houston game, it's kind of a funny game because I, I like I was mentioning earlier, I felt funny, felt nervous just knowing the history with Houston, knowing it's decision day, knowing you can be as high as third and as low as seven. It's like anything could really happen. And it started off well for the Galaxy and then Houston capitalized on their one chance mm-hmm. that they had. And so it, it was outside of that goal. 
it was a pretty complete and dominant performance from the Galaxy, and it was just a matter of time before the goals came. And one of the things before, obviously, the Puj and uh, Brugman additions, I always said, this is a counterattacking team. You need to kind of sit back, and if a team scored a goal on us, you know, we were never going to be able to break a team down. But since the addition of both Puj and Brugman, we – I feel more comfortable watching this team have possession and break another team down and have confidence that the goals are eventually going to come. And as I was watching that game, I was like, the goals are going to come. They're they're dominating this game. One of the things that I like to look at on the MLS uh, website when they break down the possession is the five-minute intervals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And throughout almost all of the 90 minutes, the Galaxy owned every single five-minute five interval except for between the fifth and the tenth minute, which is when Houston scored. But every other interval outside of that it was all LA Galaxy, 66% uh, possession. So they really just had total control of that game. And then when the goals came, they had a little mini goal explosion, and then Dayon came out at the end and, uh, and kind of iced the game. So another thing that I just want to kind of shout out uh, and I, I'm going to border on having too much dip on my chip here, mm-hmm. but I know we like to make fun and say the guaranteed to be wrong predictions and, you know, th- but even the best analysts get it wrong sometime, but w- we're actually not too bad at what we do. Cause I, my notes from last week said Vanny had the sub wrong. If he brought in Ephraim and, and Dayon and, and, uh, Cabral closer to the 70th minute, that gives them some time to gel. And then some things happen. What happens? Ephraim and Dayon come in the 66th minute, goal in the 69th minute. And then, of course, he had the watch there, which it was playoff time. It had nothing to do with it being, uh, you know, the amount of minutes that he was getting or how quick he was at scoring that goal. I'm sure it was strictly playoff time. Strictly playoff time. That's what he said. Just playoff time. He said smiling out of both sides of his mouth. Just (laughs) like the biggest, most mischievous smile. If Dayon was your kid, he would constantly be like, I didn't light the barn on fire. You know, and you're like, I have one of those. Yeah, that's okay. my son. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. have one of those guys. So Dayon is is my son in that regard. Um, but but it, it felt good also to see Dayon get his mojo back. Um, it was his first goal since August 19th. So again, even though he had a great season and contributed a lot of goals, he was, for, for lack of a better term, in a cold streak just because he hadn't scored a lot. But it was also from lack of minutes. You know, when you put him in, give him more time to gel, not that he needed that much time, but he was able to make that impact. So he's getting his mojo back. Ricky, of course, had a great game. Gaston, probably, like I think you mentioned on Monday, had probably his best game in a Galaxy shirt. For sure. Costa's feeling himself right now. Chicharito's feeling himself. We're peaking at the right time. We're Uh, all peaking at the right time. Should we make a shirt that says (laughs) we're peaking at the right time? Or like it should should be like peaking. Like there should be something in there that that, that's that's a you shirt. Yeah, peaking now. Yeah, Yeah. I don't don't know. It's it's crazy. (laughs) So so I, I walked away pretty happy with it, even though you had those nervy moments and they, it's funny because they let in the first goal and you're like, Oh, here we go again. But it was a total domination. It when was. You, if you go back and watch that game, the galaxy were never really in trouble. They just had that mental lapse for that short moment, but they were in control of that entire games, which feels great. You look at their record over the last 11, only lost one game in their last 11. You have to feel good going into the playoffs and seeing how other teams fared. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, we, we run into this issue where we get a little too excited, but, but I really liked what I saw against Houston, even with the mental mistake, which, again, par for the course for this LA Galaxy team, they're going to allow a goal in a game. And so it's just a matter of are you going to be able to score? Are you going to be able to lose your focus? Because I think we saw that with Real Salt Lake. When they missed the penalty, they were you can tell they were mentally kind of they shaken. Were, they were rattled, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, so when they let the goal in from Houston, they didn't let that shake them. They just got right back to business. And eventually broke Houston down to get that goal. So happy to get the home game. Happy to, for for the fans to get to enjoy that game. Unfortunate that I can't check it out. I was this close 
to figuring out it out depending on where they landed i was like if the game's on sunday i might be able to check out the game saturday probably too much to ask monday probably wasn't going to work out which selfishly i was thinking well if they drop the six and play dallas <laughs> then maybe that can work out but then dallas is playing on monday when i would have been in california for work so that wouldn't have worked out anyway no so, no you couldn't uh, be selfish selfishly I get to miss it. I, I am sad that I miss it, but excited for everyone else to get that home playoff game because that's huge. You know, there's nothing like a home playoff game and the magic that happens there. You know, I always think back, speaking of Houston, the lights out game. You know, how much fun yes. that game was. Just everyone's excited. What year the was energy. that? Was that, that was, that was that 11? No, it was 11. Yeah. Was yeah, it 11? Okay. It was. No, because yeah, they was, didn't play them in the. It was 2010 then. It was yeah, it was 2010. Yes. 2010, yeah. Because it wasn't in the Western Conference, or it wasn't in the MLS Cup, and MLS Cup was 2011 was and Conference 2012 final, was yeah. both Houston, the whole deal. But yeah, the lights went out multiple times, if I remember correctly. And yeah. so it was one of those things that everybody was like, oh. And then uh, I think there were jokes being made about, you know, what's what's the scariest thing a Houston Dynamo fan that ever see <laughs> is a flashlight? Because, you know, so there was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on that way. Um, I, I did, I wanted to say this. Uh, let's give away two tickets to the game. Should we give away two tickets to the game? Oh, wow. Yeah. I did. I didn't even know that was an option. It's, yeah, you, let's do it. You're not eligible anyway, so I don't know that <laughs> I don't know why it would matter. Fair enough. Uh, one of our listeners, Manny, and reached out to me and said, "I have two extra tickets. I would like them to go to to some of your listeners, give them away." All right. So I'm giving away two tickets to uh, to the game on Saturday. Uh, I I forget where they're. He says they're not the best seats. But if you're in the building anywhere at Dignity Health Sports Park, you pretty much have just fine seats, right? I mean. You hear that all the time, like there's not a bad seat in the house. There, there really isn't a bad seat at the house. You know, even in the 200 section, some people That's actually great. prefer that yeah. because you get you get a great view of the field. Yeah, so so there really isn't a, a bad bad seat in the house. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I like the chat room dibs. Every I like how there's the thing. <laughs> Is that how we're playing? Yeah, yeah. To, to keep it as easy as possible for me, and I have a busy day tomorrow, so I want to make sure I want to get these tickets out tomorrow. Go ahead and email me at corner of the galaxy at gmail.com corner of the galaxy at gmail.com. Just uh, tell me that you want the tickets. Uh, I'm going to put everybody into a random draw and we're going to pick a random number and I'm going to notify the person tomorrow. So send me an email corner of the galaxy at gmail.com. Say, I want the tickets. I will put your name in there. Make sure you have your first name, your last name, um, and your email. Well, you're emailing me, so I'll have your email address. That's fine. That's we can, like we can it. figure that. Um, but absolutely, write we'll, it in there anyway. Yeah, just to yeah, be safe. Just to be just in case you you want a different email to send the tickets to. That's why send me the email that you want me to send the tickets to because I have like three email addresses and I only ah, the tickets. Which that, ones? Yeah, which ones connected to your exactly there you exactly. Go. Um, so let's do that. Okay, corner of the galaxy at gmail.com. We'll give out those two tickets. One lucky person will get to go uh, to those games. And thank you to Manny. Big shout out for for allowing that to happen. Uh, two dollars yeah, super shout out to Manny. Two dollars super chat uh, in living color abroad. Vanny needs massive credit for Brogman. I mean, whoever found Brogman and and Vanny's been apparently. I talked to to the Panda and Panda was down there talking to uh, Greg Vanny and Jovan Karofsky and Chris Klein and they were he was going over a bunch of stuff. So I talked to him a little bit. Got some lowdown on some of the things uh, that were going on, but apparently, according to Bergman and according to Vanny, is that those guys had been looking at each other and they knew of each other for years, like the last <laughs> couple of years. They, like they were basically was, like, "Greg is like, I'm going to get you, and you're going to come on my team. You right. will be mine. You will what, be." What my- movie is that? Yeah, is I don't. It Wayne's I, World. It, it may be. Maybe, maybe yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I'm already getting emails. I very much like that, that it this just flows right in. It's very good. Um, but he was, you know, that, that was a long-term sort of like, I want that guy on my team. He, uh, uh Nikki K asked, I think, uh, Greg Vanny about Ricky Poosh today. 
and said, you know, when was the first time you remember sort of seeing his infectious energy? And we all thought it would be like, oh, whenever he came out to training the first time. That's what I think whenever you told him. Craig's like, man, I've been watching him since he's been playing with Barcelona and he was like the next Iniesta and all this other stuff. And he goes, I always watch him play and being like, man, look at this guy. Look at how energetic he is and the whole deal. So you can go watch the full uh, media availability on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Uh, that's not even true. Go to the YouTube because I haven't put it up on cornerofthegalaxy.com because I didn't have a chance to yet. But it's up on our YouTube channel. You can watch 30 minutes of Greg Vanny, Chicharito, and uh, Ricky Bush uh, talking yeah. ahead of the playoff game. And I'll say the Galaxy have been putting out videos of like players saying, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you at the stadium. You know, I think they had one with Raheem Edwards. They had one with Jonathan Bond. Chicharito's had one. And they did one with Ricky today. And speaking of just like his infectious energy, he just opens up with, Hey, my G's. And it's just like, you just smile. It's like this guy, look at this guy. Look at this. And it's just, yeah, right. look at that guy. And it, it just gives you that, that feeling like, Oh, you know, I, I want to, I want, I want to hang with this guy. I want the, I want to follow this guy. His infectious, like him just opening that video and saying that you're like, Oh, all right, I'm with this guy. I'm, I'm, this guy's part of my team. And it's just, it feels good. It's such a silly thing and something that you can't measure or really put into words, but it, it's, it's important to team chemistry being part of teams and growing up all my life, there's guys who maybe it's not necessarily on the field, but there's guys who kind of your glue guys and kind of keep everything going. And Ricky seems to be one of those guys, but he also brings and backs up the play on the field on top of it. So that's like the best of both worlds. So uh, if you haven't checked out that video of him asking, you know, fans to come to the stadium, it'll make you smile. It'll put a smile on your face. Uh, yeah, it will be. He's a, uh, he's an interesting dude. Like the, the energy that he gets is just, it's a different sort of level. I mean, listen, he's changed the way the galaxy play hundred percent. Right. And there's a, uh, there's going to be some, some talk about newcomer of the year, which he was nominated for. I, Listen, don't ever expect sports writers to be brave about like picks and suggestions. <laughs> Ricky probably should win that award. OK, but he was here for such a short. It's not even like he came at the beginning of the transfer yeah. window, right? He was more like middle to end of the transfer window, uh, whatever he came in. So you're talking about a guy who got like 11 games. All right. Like, that's it. And it's really hard in a 34 game season to put somebody as the newcomer of the year that had that. But in 11 games, he was hands down the newcomer of the year. I mean, you know, you can't really compare it to anybody else, I don't think. But he's not yeah. going to be nominated. He's not going to win that award, and that's okay. But at the same time, know in your hearts that you are correct in everything you watch with Ricky Push. He is the newcomer of the year as far as anybody should be concerned. Yeah, that, that's fair. And if we want to have our, our tinfoil hats on, um, you know, if, if you're MLS and you're saying this guy came, played 11 games, and he's the best player that is the newcomer, that kind of almost – you know, counterintuitively looks like a mark on MLS. Like how was this guy able to get, be the best in the league in 11 games, which he has been, but I, I don't think the league is ever going to let that fly. But also, you know, we have eyes, we know what we're seeing, but at the same time, you reward the people who have been here for a full season right. and have been consistent. So I don't have, I don't have a beef with it, but we also, we know what we've been watching and we've right. been watching a guy who has been the best newcomer to MLS this season. Yeah. Um, he could be an MVP candidate next year like that type yeah. of thing so just just understand that that's sort of where it's going um one of the updates and uh, a big shout out to damian calhoun by the way damian was the guy who uh who put as his vote was ricky Pooja's newcomer of the year he, he published that out there and said this is my vote for, for newcomer like of the year. so he wasn't afraid all right but he also he again he gets to see it right it's like yeah, not everybody gets to, to see it, it. Mm -hmm. like and you're like oh this is clear and obvious right and one of those you don't need var for for ricky Pooch, yeah. all right uh that's how it goes uh nelson gave us a two dollar super chat do we know if mark delgado is back in training yes we do know uh he got smacked apparently in the back of the neck and a big shout out to damien because i texted him and said i'm not gonna be there ask about mark and he's like yeah, yeah i was already gonna do that i'm like oh, of course you were um uh mark delgado apparently got smacked or or hit the back of his neck 
um, and his vision got a little blurry for a second. Mark has not had the easiest of seasons whenever it comes to his head, his vision and his brain and everything else. Now, I'm told there's no concussions, but there may be, and they're they're quick to say no on this. And so I should preface it by saying this is an opinion of mine, not a a direct knowledge of anything or inside knowledge of anything. But some people after they have COVID get like foggy brains and like it's difficult to concentrate and some stuff like that. And Mark had COVID and ever since like there's there's been stuff that has sort of been around that. So I don't know. They're managing it. He's fine. Greg said he was back in training. He'll be fine. Uh, Greg said everybody, as far as he knows, is absolutely fine. Victor Vasquez did leave training early today. Apparently, he got like a knee in the back or or a knee in the butt. He he used like the the, glute- the lower back, the gluteus maximus nice. uh, thing, but that's the butt. Uh, so he either got like a knee, and you know how that's like a dead leg, or like if it yeah, hits you in the back, it's just uncomfortable. No. It's not going to put him out of a game. Yeah. No, no, but you're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy it. Um, so yeah, it, it's a uh, so that's sort of what it is. So I mean, overall. And I would like to point out, we have not been giving injury updates on this podcast for like. I was gonna say, knock on wood. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> because that's month? not because of no. you're not doing your job. It just there hasn't been any. Yeah, there's nothing really to talk about all that much, right? And so that's kind of incredible. Whenever you think of what had happened previous years and everything else, and uh, under GBS, and I mean, good I lord. Think- there, there maybe is someone out there who's, you know, sacrificed a goat and a rooster and a, and a hen and seven eggs, um, you know, and kind of done that whatever magic recipe there is to get the injuries off of the LA Galaxy. So, uh, you know, whoever's out there doing that, that uh, those those healing uh, mixtures, you know, I'm all for it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you got you got to check out the Galaxy's replies on Twitter because there is someone who's all over it <laughs> yeah, with if, some of those things. If you're, wor- yeah. <laughs> if you're worried that nobody has the voodoo part of the whole playoffs well, don't covered. Don't say that. Yeah, we're not saying that's what it is. It's just, I'm just, I'm this just person saying. just really cares about the galaxy. Clearly, clearly. And yeah. they, uh, they've been they've been clearing the mojo, I guess, of the yeah. of the LA Galaxy, like right? It. Yes. Yeah. But, but back to Marky, you know. I'm, excuse I'm me? The, Get out. Mark, excuse that's me, right. Marcus. Grown man. Uh, Marcus the third. Um, the... The unsung hero is Mark Delgado because I, I've been singing the praises from the rooftops of, of Brugman and Puj, but Delgado's been solid. He, he's been in there. He's kind of right pace for pace with, with Brugman and Ricky and kind of being that, you know, that that kind of defensive mid that you need, providing the cover for those guys to allow them to do their thing pushing forward. And he doesn't necessarily get all the credit, but that's that's kind of the nature of that role. You need someone who's going to do the dirty work and not necessarily get the accolades and just got to give the shout out now that he absolutely, absolutely deserves the accolades for kind of hanging in there and being the, the, you know, a a solid part of that triangle that's been working out on the midfield that, you know, he, he's a huge part of that recipe and you want to wish him the best health possible because you're right. He's been unlucky with whatever's going on with head injury face, whatever's going on with there. You can tell he's had some struggles. So, you know, wish, wishing him the best and scary. And again, like you said, they're, they're denying anything, but just with some of the concussion news that we've seen recently in sports, you, right. you know, you hope they take, you know, it is what it is. And those things happen. It's the nature of the game, but you also want, you want your players to, not put themselves at a risk that's going to you know affect them long term. So wishing them well and hoping that everything's all right. It's funny because um, you get to know the guys after you you talk to them for long enough. You sort of get their personalities, the whole deal. We get to talk to Mark Delgado uh, before the uh, Houston game. So before they left for Houston last Thursday. So I got to talk to him face to face. And Mark is very much in the nicest way possible. Please do not take this as a negative. I don't I don't take it as a negative. And, you know, obviously I think it's it's like whenever we talk to him, it's very clearly 
man, I could be doing soccer things right now. And instead, I have to talk to you guys. I'm going to talk <laughs> about it and I'm going to be nice and I'm going to do it. But I just want to like do my job and not have to talk to you. Right. And that, like, again, the nicest way he answers every question and he's super nice about it. But it's like I respect him for that, that that particular to come and talk to us, do his job. Like, yes, this is part of my job. I'm doing it. But I would much rather just like be watching film or like I'd be back out there or I could like, you know, grinding. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like and he wants to do it quietly. And he doesn't like I don't think he wants the highlights. I don't think he wants the But one of the problems, I think, with him in the uh, Ravellis and midfield is that Mark Delgado was too big of a piece like in there, right? That you had to rely on him as being the guy. Now that you have Brugman and you have Pujan there, you forget about Delgado. And you that's forget about Ryan Ravellis. And right? that's that's a great point, because I, I liked him. Right. Obviously, kind of the, the bloom was off the rose, but I was like, I was bummed to see him go but now it's like ryan who like what, what happened was that guy on the team doesn't matter yeah that that has completely been you know a thought of the past asking players like mark or like ryan to do things that maybe were out of their comfort zone we now have people who do that job and they're set in that role and now mark can go do his little thing all quiet exactly. in there. what he's made to do yeah so so and the best thing is if you think about nashville nashville is going to sit here and they're going to be like we need to have a plan for ricky Pooch. we need to have a plan for gaston brugman and then they forget they don't, they just, they forget for yeah, a second. Mark, Marky sneaks in there. Mark, Mark is there. And he's, Mark, yes, yes, this, that's too, yeah, you're going to get a red card here pretty soon. Um, <laughs> by the way, persistent uh, infringement, I believe is what they call it. That is, uh, Tim gave us a $2 super chat says Ricky is a winner. Never worried when Houston scored. I mean, you're now afforded that not worried, right? You're allowed. Yeah. If that it happens, we would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that happens 10 games earlier, you're like, well, game's over. Thanks so much for yep. playing. I mean, we've, we've gone over the stats of what happens whenever the galaxy score first versus when they get scored on first. It's, it's not good, right? They did in their entire, uh, 34 games. And I think they got scored on first in 14 or 15 of the games. They only won two of those games. And I think they drew another two. So only four of those games did they actually come back get results yeah. and get a result in. Um, and the wins that win against Houston was was more of an aberration, I think, than Greg Vanny would like to point out because he talked a little bit. He goes, you know, we're doing things now that we weren't doing like we came from behind to win games and we're doing all this like calm pump the brakes. You did it. You did it once and in a span where you didn't lose. And I like that. But still, there's something there. And, um, and against a Houston team, which is not a playoff contender, you know, cream of the crop of the league. You do your job because the Galaxy has not put away those teams historically in recent years so happy that they're able to take care of the teams below them but we also let's take into consideration that they were not playing uh you know champions league side that's right uh spqr prof uh, gave us a ten dollar super chat says thanks for all you do on cog this is such a great show see you at the game i will i well i mean you know as long as i don't get COVID or you know the flu i will be Jeez. there I, we are saying all the taboo <clears throat> topics there you know I, glad i'm glad we're protected by whatever voodoo is going on out there yeah i would like to point out I was not at training today, and that's good because with all whatever I got, you you don't yeah, want to want to pass that all. No, yeah, you to, don't want to our players, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Cabral's son, one of my favorite accounts in the uh, in, <laughs> in 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 our in our chat room here. Which, by the way, if you're not just every once in a while, catch the live show. If you don't get to catch the live show and jump into the chat room, it's way more fun than I make it seem because I don't say like ninety nine percent of what's going on in the chat room. Um, but Cabral said, uh, basically said, is Ricky Pooch the greatest signing ever in the history of the LA Galaxy? And I think we have a long way to go before anybody's passing Robbie <laughs> Keane, right? Because Robbie yeah. Keane, to me, is the best, best the signing. the gold standard. Yeah. Well, is Zlatan in that? Well, I think you, you go to the Cups for Keane, but 
how do you define best player that the the exactly can no don't yeah, yeah I mean, that's 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 subjective but we're this not, is what again, allows us 11 to argue. games 11 yes. games 11 games he's he, he could you can make a case that that has the potential to be right but we're not there yet right i i need a fair defi- question that uh, the fact that it's a fair question tells you all you need to in know. 11 games it's a fair question yeah. um i am trying to find this one of our listeners roger hit me up on on twitter on a dm and was like hey I have this theory, and this is one of the somebody in the chat room says I my 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 theory is that that Kevin Cabral is a spark for the LA Galaxy. Like <laughs> when he comes on, I say this all the time, which is it's the weirdest thing in the world. He'll come on, and all of a sudden there'll be three breakaways. Like there weren't any breakaways, and now there are three breakaways. And Kevin Cabral gets them, and he misses all three of them. But there weren't any breakaways, and he gets three as soon as he comes in. Right. Um, so Roger was like, "Is there any plus or minus stat that you can see like the Galaxy are plus goals or minus goals whenever uh, Cabral is there?" Because Roger's hypothesis was that Kevin Cabral was a spark too. So he yeah, actually, plus. so he actually figured it out. Um, uh, let's see, my theory was wrong. He is minus point one six. Yeah. I was uh, gonna say he started a lot of games and the Galaxy went down in a lot of those. So I would have guessed that he ends up in the minus. I understand the heart of what he's getting at. And right. it's almost like you look at two galaxy teams. Really? You have the one for the first third of the season and then one for the last third of the season. It's almost like they're completely different teams. I would wager that in, you know, the <laughs> post Ricky Brugman era that he probably is in the, the plus sign. And I'd, I'd venture out and I don't want to completely break the chat here, but Ephraim's another one of those guys at he's the beginning pl- of the season. Pl- he was a minus guy. He's probably a plus guy. Yeah, but at the beginning of the season when you are asking him to be the starter, starter to be the cam, to be a full 90-minute winger, it's maybe too much. The weight was a little too heavy there. But when you ask him to come on as a sub and be a spark and to you know dot a few passes and to ha- make a connection with your attackers, I think he's absolutely a weapon coming off the bench, uh, You know, given the, the struggles that he's had and kind of, kind of some of the – uh, not not so loving remarks that he gets on from some co-hosts on this show and uh, some people in the chat here, but I think he absolutely is a weapon uh, in this playoff run. So I think Cabral, Mr. Ephraim, Mr. October, Jovalich, I think these are the, those are your three who you when you need something to happen. Those are your three who you're gonna you're gonna lean on. Kevin Cabral is gonna be Mr. October. That's what that's That'd be fantastic. That's him and, put that into the world. Him and Mike McGee. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, Grant Sir, Mike McGee had some solid regular seasons, though. So yeah, that's not even right to to throw him in the same. But, but he is pump the brakes. But whenever the playoffs came about, it Mike was McGee was level, like, yeah. like, oh, now we're here to play. Okay, but Mike McGee wasn't an absolute liability during the regular season. Is all I'm saying. There, so if there is anybody who has been listening to the show from the very beginning. There's a Mike McGee story that has been told many times over the years, but this is a 2009 story like from back in the original days was I was the biggest Mike McGee hater ever in the history of haters. I was like, Mike McGee, he sucks, blah, blah, blah. And I used to just rail on him and rail on him like this guy is horrible. And then that 2009 playoff run came in and Mike McGee became like the best player ever in the history. I'm like, oh, oh, he's Mike, he's Mike McGee. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it now. The whole deal. And uh, oh, that's different. Oh, that Mike McGee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, uh, that's a different guy. They were doing a jersey reveal on top of the Grammy Museum. All right. I was there for it. Um, and I went there and I got to talk to Mike McGee and I got to say, hey, man, 
yeah, I'm an idiot. I've been saying that you suck for like all this thing. And he's just like looking at me, <laughs> at shaking his told head, him, yeah. right? The whole deal. <laughs> you didn't have to disclose. No, that. I didn't have to say it. And I go, and I go, I was so wrong. He's like, oh man. He's like, he's like, no, 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 that's part of your job. I like how he pretended like it was a job. I like how anybody pretends <laughs> this is, this is my job. Um, but he's like, that's your job. Like the nicest guy in the world. And we've had him on the show, um, a couple times since, but no, just there is that, that actually happened. I had witnesses that came with me to see me talk to Mike McGee and be like, <laughs> I was an idiot. Um, so nice. yeah, that's a, that's a good thing there as well. Um, by the way, Grant Sarah is a plus 0.56 whenever he's on the field okay. plus. So he's on the plus side, not, all, not okay. by a lot, but he's a plus side. I uh, think some of that has to do with not being a full-time starter. I think over the course of the full season, a lot of those players who started those games are going to end up in the minus just, just in the nature of some of the games that the galaxy have played. Although they end up with a plus what was a plus seven goal differential. So kind of. It's one of the better years that the Galaxy it had is. over looking over what the last four or five. It's absolutely in, one of them. in the plus with the goal differential. What's that all about? It is. Um, let's see if I can pull up the goal differential. Do I have the? I thought I pulled the goal differential chart from from Monday, but I remember on Monday I was like, "Where's my goal differential chart?" Yeah, I didn't. I guess apparently I didn't. Yeah, good times. That's my bad for Did, for not prepping. Yeah, that's know? okay. We were two minutes late, and it, it is a plus I, seven. I didn't, I didn't warn you for you, the. You you were right. It was plus seven, but like plus seven is the one of the better goal differentials I think since 2016. If there I remember, that sounds but because right. 2019, which is when the galaxy were my, they were minus one. They're, yes, correct. Yes. So, so yes. So <laughs> yes, absolutely. hundred percent. All right, good. Glad we're talking ourselves in circles. Um, I wanted to get to one more thing before we sort of shift into, into Nashville and, and some of these other things that are going on. It's the off season roster building events. And the only reason I bring this up is I, I promised after Monday's show, we would not be as positive as Monday. Uh, because Monday was way too positive. There was way there's <laughs> unicorns and rainbows over there. There was some there's some people feeling good on the good juice, right? Like there's a lot of happiness coming out of uh, sort of there's optimism. There's the LA Galaxy or an MLS Cup contender. This is this is crazy. How did we get here? It's Ricky. It's Gaston. You know, like all these things. So there was a lot of that. So let me just crash you down to earth. If the Galaxy lose on Saturday, they will be out of the playoffs. And remember, there is a winner in this game. You will you will play 90 minutes. If it's still tied after that, you'll go to extra time. If it's still tied after that, you will go to penalty kicks. There will be a winner. There's no aggregates. You don't get to go play Nashville and Nashville. There's no away goals rule. None of that. It yeah, is by, straight up one game. By, by 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you will know the Galaxy's fate. But yeah, way to bring it down about I, the possibility I'm just, of it being done. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, let's be very honest. If the LA Galaxy go to penalty kicks, you might as well start counting the po- the postseason stuff, right? I mean, like I'm, get get your get your roster out and try to figure I'm out who's staying. I'm gonna zag. You I mean, can just, zag all you, you want. Go the other direction. You're, you're, you're like <laughs> they're they got due. This. They, they're due. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, I was gonna say Scott French, who is famous for whenever he comes into any game that could possibly have extra time, he will say, "You know what I'm rooting for." No extra time because it's like, get it done in two hours. Let's let's go. Let's <laughs> roll this um, trade windows open Monday, November 7th. OK, so basically you're on a you're on a two month roster freeze right now. Um, and so on the 7th, you're able to go ahead and trade and do some things and move some things. Right. So you're going to be able to move players right before they close it again at 12 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, November 9th. And now you're into the blackout period, right? You're into the everything freezes. Nobody move. Okay, Uh, just in case, again, you were wondering and just to remind everybody that once you get knocked out of the playoffs, roster decisions come quickly because there are teams who are not in the playoffs that are making roster decisions right now. Yeah. Okay. it's it's kind of funny that that you mentioned that in the last few seasons when the Galaxy have been out of the playoffs, 
I've always thought, oh, and they're already making moves. Where was the offseason? There are already dates and things happening. And I always thought, what's it like for those playoff teams You know, that have to be doing these things concurrently with having a season still going on? And now we get to be one of those teams. Yeah. Um, so, so you still have stuff going on. So that's Wednesday, Wednesday, November 9th is the trade window closes and the blackout period begins no, Thursday, November 10th expansion protected list. Remember St. Louis coming in. We're getting an expansion draft on Friday, November 11th, uh, November 14th is your club deadline to support, submit bona fide offers. That's stupid. We'll talk about that whenever it comes. Uh, club deadline to exercise options is on Monday, November 14th, and that's where the bona fide offers comes in. Um, all roster decisions will be publicized by the individual clubs, so you'll watch from the LA Galaxy on that. Uh, Wednesday, November 16th, free agency opens, so that's whenever free agents will get around. The LA Galaxy are suddenly a team that is playing much better. This will give Greg Vanny an opportunity to get some of these free agents and get them over to the LA Galaxy in either a depth role or into like some of these like guys who are going to play more minutes but necessarily might not be starters or he's going to find a starter within MLS that is a free agent. The Galaxy can now, I think they have a much better argument of come play for us, we're on the up. Right, we're just missing a couple yeah. pieces. Come, it's, come play with us. All right, it's a much more attractive place to come now than it was. Yeah. you know, twelve months ago. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, so free agency opens on Wednesday, November sixteenth. Thursday, November seventeenth is reentry process, which is stupid. Uh, then you have the end of the year waivers that's on that same day, Tuesday, November twenty second. Reentry process stage two, which is more stupidity. Uh, and then you had the MLS College Showcase, which is between December eighth and December twelfth. And then you have the MLS Super Draft. Uh, the 2023 MLS Super Draft will take place on Wednesday, December 21st. So actually, is the Super Draft is on this side of Christmas and New Year's. Isn't it normally after? I think I want to say it's before Christmas. Is it? No, no, no. No, 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 no it's it after, is. isn't it? it I, but I thought they were getting rid of the Super Draft altogether. I thought that was done. That we're moving away from um, the college draft, but apparently not. The I'm trying to see if they it, it's going to be um, or maybe it's like in the final maybe they're phasing it out and eventually I don't, I don't know it's, it's not going to be there anymore it's still there yeah. right now don't ask don't ask still questions. a thing don't ask that, questions. that that and when we talk about like everyone's here it's the playoffs you get a lot of people you know 140 people live right now the MLS Super Draft preview show that's the show you want to listen to that's when you go deep into guys from Indiana and Akron it's like who's going to be the the player who makes makes the impact that I'm telling you, those are the shows you want to listen to. Yeah. I'll tell you the, the off season shows usually are the easiest ones. Cause there's no real, like <laughs> there's no concrete show, show to do, right? There's like, uh, you can do whatever you want. Um, although you will hear, hear names like, you know, Chris Mueller was one that I remember pre- previewing, you know, there, there are some names that you, you hear out on there that actually end up panning out, but, uh, you know, they'd never end up with the galaxy. Andre Shinyashiki, another guy who's kind of killed the galaxies in Charlotte. Now you know, these names that are like, you're like, where did this guy come from? If you listen to the show, the Super Draft show, that's where you get the, the download on that information. Yep, absolutely. Keep talking for a second. I have to answer okay. a text message. Just I was going to say, well, we got some Super Chats if you want me to Yeah, do the, got, do the Super Chats. Yeah, we got we got Alex Diaz in the chat saying, if the rumors are true about Suarez coming after the World Cup, how do you think Vanny will be able to put him and Chicharito on the pitch at the same time? Will he be willing to switch to a 4-4-2? So can, can, that's, can, can I interrupt you for a second? I was going to say, you asked me to vamp and yeah. then you interrupt me? Yeah, sir, I'm speaking. I know. I'm speaking, yes. No, go for it. It's Excuse me, sir. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> um, Suarez rumors there's something there. I just, I just wanted to point out that there's something there that's based on some, some information. There's something there. How much is there? I think there's probably a significant amount there. Um, so I would not be surprised if in the future, Luis Suarez is on the LA galaxy. That's just, 
I just want to point out. Now, does that mean that it's 100%? No, it's not 100%. Is it 80%? No, I don't think it's that. But it, it's not zero. It's not zero. And it's yeah. probably above 50, right? So, like, we're in that sort of mood. Well, I don't know what that means and how they're going to do it and what roster thinks that. That's above my pay grade right now. But there's something there to Luis Suarez. But, but I will say that there have been players on the show, a.k.a. Martin Caceres, who we said, no, he's not coming. And then by the end of the show, he's signed. <laughs> the, yeah. So the fact that you're not saying he's not coming says something right there. As far as will Vanny be willing to go to a 4-4-2, I think if you agree to bring Suarez, you're not going to bench Suarez. You're not going to bench Chicharito. 4-3-3. So you need, to, you need to have him on the field at the same time. So I don't know if 4-4-2, but maybe you play Suarez on the wing and you go 4-3-3. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I saw someone in the chat. You have Costa on one side, Suarez on the other. Now that really puts a lot of work on your defenders. And I don't know if you're going to have Edwards and Araujo booming forward. Like Julian, you know, Julian's going to want to go to anywhere so he doesn't yeah, have to you, run as much as he's going to have to run with Luis and, uh, and yeah, Douglas you're just going to have there. to, you're going to have to pray that, you know, a Sega Koulibaly is just going to hold it down as the single center back back there as everyone else just bombs forward. So, um, I think if you bring a player like him in, you're not going to bench him. So Vanny, whether he likes it or not, he's going to have to find a way, whether it's four, 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 two or four, four, three, three. I, to get them out on the field. I, I really like, and, and by the way, I agree with this. Like there's a lot of stuff that happens on Twitter or something where people are like, Hey man, Luis Suarez is coming. Just trust me. Just trust me, bro. Right. The whole deal. <laughs> I think, I think, and somebody goes source, just, just trust me, bro. In this particular case. Yes, that is your source. You just trust me. I'm just telling you, you don't have to listen to me. I, I don't, I, it's up it's, to you. There's, there's too many, uh, too many. It's not, it's not just one random one off. There's a lot of different things that pop up. I, I have a track conversations record. have to be. Yeah, I some have a conversations track record. have to have. Yeah, yeah they exactly. Exactly. You have to do. I mean, all this stuff has to sort of go. I love it. I did not say the galaxy are getting there. I just said, hey, there's something there. There's, just pay attention. That's all. Yeah. You know, we, we had one more super chat yep. from from Gabriel Lopez it says, all I'm saying is that we were promised an epic Eric Vieira game preview if we made the playoffs. Kind of fitting that I got to read the super chats during this section. So right. all I have to say is Gabriel. Hold on your horses. It may be happening. It's it's probably happening. It's happened. Oh, now? No, no, no. No, no sir. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just you, want... you can bank on it. We're we're prepped. We're ready to go. I uh, I even rehearsed it a little bit, you know, just because it's been so long. I want to make sure that the voice the pipes still work. Wait a minute. Are you saying you don't come up with these on the fly? <laughs> sir. Have you listened to any of these? Yeah. Sir. Sir, I'm just saying. I just I just want to I don't I just you're pulling the curtain back too quickly. All right. This oh, is like fair. Oz, right. you know. All right, hold on. Let me I gotta I gotta mentally clear my mind, sacrifice yes. a goat, you know, yeah. Yeah, we'll absolutely. Uh one of the things that popped up today, uh Soccer America talked about it. Uh they talked about the crowd count. MLS attendance uh tops ten million for the first time. Eric, how do you get to 10 million? You keep adding s expansion teams. That's how you get to 10 million. <laughs> yeah, and, and expansion teams that play in football stadiums. That also helps. Yep. Um, if you look at the overall attendance, uh, by the way, it was 10 million, 11,578 was the uh, was the total uh, fans, which gave an average of 21,033 over 476 games. We keep talking about soccer growing in America. There is a reason to talk about it. There's also, I think some, some signs on here and, and soccer America points out there's some worries in this, in this chart as well. But bottom line is that you're starting to outdraw the NBA. You're starting to outdraw the NHL. And it comes on the fact that one, you have some bigger stadiums, right? So you're always yep. going to do that. And if I asked you who the number one on the list was, who's the number one on the list? For, for most for, attendance? For average attendance. Uh, highest average attendance. I have to think it's going to be Atlanta, just it the is. size of their stadium. 47,116, which is actually down 
by the way. So I think okay, it's down from they had a down season. Yeah. Yeah. And I think hold 70,000. So yeah, I yeah, think it's, for, that's, that's not a full stadium for them. They're still getting crazy. almost 50,000 for yeah. every game. Which is not, it's still great. Yeah. Thank you. I'd take 46,000, uh, as average, uh, all day long. Uh, is sh- Charlotte near the top. Charlotte 35 to yeah. 60, right? Seattle at 33, 607, Nashville, 27, 55, Toronto at fifth with 25, 423. Portland at six with twenty three eight forty one, and the LA Galaxy at twenty two eight forty one. Which I'll say the real list starts at Nashville because that's a soccer specific stadium. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you're going to have an inherent advantage when you're in a football stadium. So, big shout out to Nashville. Sorry to what we have to do to you this weekend, but yeah, yeah. that's that's where the real list starts. Yeah, you can you can sort of see that. Um, <laughs> let's see, LAFC ninth twenty two thousand eighty nine. Uh, I think that's max sellout for their stadium. They they they. They claim a lot of sellouts. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> Sellout is the proper term. Yeah. Emphasis uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> New England, 21,000. Okay, so if I asked you who was the bottom, who was the bottom? Just, Who's the 28th in, in average <laughs> attendance? Well, by my same metric, I'd go with, you know, smallest stadium team that's not very good. I'd go with the San Jose Earthquakes. San Jose is 26th, not 28th. Oh, uh, they yeah. average 15,260. Colorado averages 14,473. Oh, Colorado. Okay. That makes sense. And then 28 is, is inner Miami. Miami. Miami has a small stadium also. 12,637. Okay. All right. And they sucked for a while. Now they're in the playoffs. What do you know? <laughs> they're back, baby. They're Wait, back. No, they're there. They're there they're for there. the first time. They're there. Um, so it's uh, it, it's definitely some interesting stuff in here. They were talking about you know the good news, which is uh, despite failing to make playoffs, Atlanta United led again. But they were down from uh, from 53,000 in 2008, 53,000 in 2018, and 52,000 in 2019. Uh in its first season, Nashville averaged 27, right? We talked about that. And MLS record, 12 teams averaged more than 20,000 fans a game. Of Europe's big five league, only the leagues, only the Premier League and Bundesliga have more teams with averages of more than 20,000 fans a game this season. They have 18 teams each uh, instead of the 12 that MLS has. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to see the bad news. Of the 15 teams that saw Dick Kirsten attendance, seven had drops of more than 10%. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to see, uh, contributing to the overall decrease of 3.7% in average attendance among the 24 teams that played in 2019. So 2019 was the last non-restricted season, no COVID issues, that type of thing. So all this is sort of being looked at at 2019. So they're on the back on this upward trend. So basically the news is mostly good. Uh, but again, whenever you keep adding teams, it, it helps you out to keep getting these averages and sort of, uh, continue to increase them. Um, but you know, still, still a little bit shaky. We're going to see how all this comes with a world cup coming in the middle of the off season and what that means for the 2023 season for everybody. I think there's going to be a bump. And then obviously we're leading to 2026. And so that keeps going. So how many teams do we think we're going to end up with? I know Don Garber says 30, but we know he's not telling the truth. So is it 32? That sounds right. I think you get, you know, 16 and 16, you know, you get 30 games a season. They're not going to give up 34 games. So, Maybe if you get 17 games, 18 and 18 gives you 17 games and 17 games. And maybe that uh, is where you finally land is 36. You know, when you get your conferences and you keep 34 games. Right. That's a lot of teams, though. That's, that's a lot so of teams. Many. It makes it really you, And you're never going to touch the East Coast teams if you make it that you, big. I think 30 should be the cap. You, you look at other leagues around the United States. I, I don't think I don't think it should exceed 30. I think we're we're, we're pushing it right now at a at 20. What are we? 28 right now. 28 right now. Yeah. And um, then if you're going to add St. Louis, you need to, you need to add one more after that. St. Louis is 29. They'll be uh St. Louis will be in the Western Conference. 
Uh, Nashville will go back to the Eastern Conference. So I was going to say, fun time. Saint, you know, good old Western St. Louis, yeah. Yeah, so um, you're going to get that. Uh, you get an unbalanced league again, right? So um, it's going to be, that's why you're going to play LAFC three times, which of course, just have the Galaxy and LAFC play each other until nobody can do anything, right? So Yeah, that's going to be the other weird thing than playing. I thought we were away from three times in a season, but you know, we just somehow can't get away from it. Fun uh, times. All right. I'm officially not on baby duty anymore. Congratulations. We made it. Nice. Good job, well everybody. Um, we did it. Uh, so it's, it's, it, so this is just, it, just keep an eye on all this stuff as it, as it sort of goes along. St. Louis coming in, uh, Las Vegas, I think is one of those. San Diego could be one. Sacramento is still, they needed some ownership issues. Um, so there's still some teams out there that are coming in here and we'll, uh, we'll get to those, uh, whenever they eventually come through. Nice. Um, I saw it in the chat. It, Richard Greenberg said MLS two. Then you get promotion relegation. They're That's they're, they're never going to do promotion re- <laughs> relegation. That's not not happening. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. One of the things I also want to talk about. We talked about finalists and some other different things that are going on. Um, the Landon Donovan MVP award today. MLS announced that Chicharito is one of five finalists. It was uh, Chicho Arango from LAFC, Andre Blake from Philadelphia, uh, Sebastian Jerusi from Austin. Henny Mukhtar from Nashville uh, and Chicharito from the LA Galaxy. Those are the five. Now, I know some people are confused by this. There's no revoting that's going on. We're not going to vote again. Like <laughs> the voting's already, already done. done. Yeah. The voting's already so they know who the winner is. It's one of these five. But basically, these are the top five vote getters, right? And so, I mean, I'm going to look into my crystal ball. Chicharito's not winning this, right? Having said that, the dude is 34 years old and he scored 18 goals. He played some, of, uh, I think, some of the most minutes he's ever played. In his entire career, uh, Greg Vanny was asked about him today uh, and sort of said, you know, what does it mean that he's still putting up these numbers whenever he's, you know, this old? And, and it was sort of like he's just one of these guys who's dedicated himself to always being good. Um, and if you didn't see what happened after the 2020 season between 2020 and 2021, the changes that dude made yeah. is, is, I mean, it was, it's inspiring. It was the, yeah, it was one of the most fun things to watch because we we saw someone at their worst, you know, personally, professionally. They had someone who had hit, hit rock bottom, you know, probably figuratively and, and, you know, literally as well, just with the things right. that they had going on in their life and to see the work he was putting in and the drive and the determination. And, you know, it, it's, just, it was a, a Rocky Balboa situation, someone who trained and had the montage moments and then, you know, was rewarded with having a very successful, you know, bounce back season last season, and then was able to continue whatever he was doing. Before that, you know, he was able to continue that this season with those 18 goals. And looking back at some of the moments throughout the season, he very easily could have had, you know, 20, 23 goals, 22 goals. You know, there could have been four or five more with some of the, you know, sitters that he's missed and Penenka's uh, and, and other penalties that you see. That that goal to- total, he earned the possibility to get more. Obviously, it didn't work out, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't in the right position and he, he wasn't, you know, putting himself in the right uh, you know, positions to be a, a, a most valuable player, you know, in this league and to this team. So if you judge, this is another always fun conversation whenever you talk about MVP voting. What does most valuable player mean? Is that the best player in the league or is it the player who's most valuable to their team? I think when you look at the roster that Nashville has, I think Hany, Hany Mukhtar could be the most valuable player to that team. And then also with a golden boot, maybe the best player in the league or MVP or whatever you want to call it. So that he has a case there. But when you look at the other players, I, I don't, I don't know that they're, if you take them off the roster, that it's as big of an impact outside of Mukhtar. If you took them off the roster, that their team would be adversely affected. I think yeah. without Chicharito, this team 
really, really struggles. I know there's a lot of day on lovers out there and I love them as well, but uh, you, you know, 18 goals that that's very difficult to replace. So most valuable, I, I don't think he's going to win, but absolutely deserving to be in the top five. Again, just, just an honor to be nominated. You know, it's, he, he deserves to be on that list. Yeah. I think Hani Mukhtar uh, walks away with this. Uh, if we look at some of the other stuff, there's no galaxy people. I think who made any of the finalists and anything else, all state goal cookie for the year. I think Andre Blake is going to win that yeah. uh, defender of the year. I have Jacob uh, Glesnes uh, from Philadelphia union. They also have Kai Wagner on the Philadelphia union, Alex Callens uh, from New York city. FC. Uh, it really is a toss up. I still think that Glesnes for me, but that's just, that's just guess. Yeah. We're not, we're not He's someone who, haven't seen Philadelphia play often, but he's a name that always jumps out on there. And I remember when you were talking about most minutes on the field, he's played every minute of every game okay. for a field player. That's yep. really incredible. Yeah. So I, I can imagine him winning that one. This is the one where Ricky Pooh should have been won it, but we know why he's not going to. So we're just going to live with newcomer of the year. And I don't know who's going to win this. Um, Cucho Hernandez uh, certainly could be that way, but with them missing the playoffs, but Petro, he also Petrovich he, for new England. He, yeah. Kucho didn't come at the beginning of the season either. Right. So that kind of makes the Ricky argument if, if you wanted to make it. But I'm kind of with you. I, I think Almeida, Al, is it Almeida, Almada? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's someone who had an impact on that team and was a, a good player for Atlanta. Again, they missed the playoffs as well. So depending on how you want to, you know, none, actually, of, these, none teams, of these guys yeah. made the playoffs, right? <laughs> so give it to one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So uh, Petrovic is a great, a great choice to goalkeeper for New England. Um, the young player award. Uh, Almada Brenner from FC Cincinnati. That's, I mean, between for me, it's probably Brenner or Ferreira, Jesus Ferreira from think, FC Dallas. Oh, I think it's Jesus Ferreira. He's, I think he's someone who he's going to get a world, he's going to get called to a world cup because of the season that he had in MLS this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see who else MLS works for manager. I thought Chicha for sure would be in this. There's no way for me to pause to like, I don't to, know that he had a specific, did he have a specific, usually like there's a specific cause. Like I know with uh, I know. Yeah, with Julian Araujo, they had, he had right. the, right. the he migrant did. workers. So yeah. I, I think while Chicharito does a lot, he didn't have that thing that like he could put a ribbon on that this is my thing. And I bet you those other players probably had something like that. Um, Siggy Schmidt, coach of the year finalist, uh, Chirundolo, uh, Jim Curtin, and my choice, 100% Wilford Nancy from CF Montreal. I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think it's that close. I think that I, I think that Nancy walks away with it, but there's a lot of people who are trying to make points for Trundolo, and I'm like, I get it. Oh, but no, I think curtains it might be because when you look at, you know, I can be easily swayed, I guess. When you look at, you know, how they're able to kind of, I don't know if this is a lifetime achievement award or what, right, but over right, the right. course of time, what he's been able to build with, you know, not having it's coach of the year, coach yeah. of the year, it's <laughs> this year. Help. They were also in, they were great. in the running for the supporter shield and had, you know, solid defenders and were yeah, but you we, know, without the resources. But you can make that same argument for Montreal. But we could. Yeah, but literally you could look at Montreal and be like, well, well, he's not going to do any good at, with Montreal. And Nancy's yeah. not going to not going to be able to but take that did. team. But he did. And, he, and so it's like, whoa. So that's that's <laughs> well, why for me. Uh, same with Kai Kamara, you know, who's been at every basically every single team in MLS except for the LA Galaxy. You know, for him to be, you know, producing and be a part of that, you know, top Eastern Conference team, you can see why he's on a lot of those lists as well. You can. Um, let's see. Referee of the year finalists, Eric. Who do you have in this <laughs> always this, hotly debated which, topic? I, I'm going to go with a name that I don't recognize just because if you know the name of a referee, I see Alan Chapman's name on there. So he definitely does no. not get my vote. No. Because then you get into, you know, Kevin Stott territory, Mark Geiger territory. If I know your name, that's a bad sign. If I don't know your name, that means you've probably been doing your job right. Photos Pizzacco's territory, where if, I, yeah. if I've said your name too much, yeah. then, then that's a problem. The so. fact that you know Photos Pizzacco's yeah. is, is a problem, <laughs> right? I mean, that you had to memorize that. In the yeah. sense. Um, it, to me, it's probably Elfaf. 
um, I think could win it. I've always, I thought he had actually had a really good year. I didn't have many problems with him. Uh, Villarreal though is the one that comes to mind as the guy I know the least. And so if we're going by your uh, logic, then <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Armando Villarreal. I mean, uh, I'm, that's my vote. All right, good. Uh, assistant referee. If you know an assistant <laughs> referee, get a life. <laughs> it gets even worse. Yeah. The, I want to know the MLS heads who are like, man, Chris Elliott, when you talk about assistant referees, you know, he just really jumps out at there. What a year. What I mean, a year that he had. I mean, Ian so, Anderson. Uh, but he obviously made the list. So I, someone is, has metrics and is keeping track of this. So I shout think, out to everyone on there. I think you and I should talk about these three gentlemen right here on this list as if we knew. I like they deserve to get some some positivity Love, out of this. Yeah. Like I mean, if you've ever seen the way that Ian Anderson runs the sideline and holds the flag, I mean, he is spot on with his movements. He is always on the line. He is he's he's got the speed, he's got the technical ability, and he's quick with the he's quick with the flag. For me, yeah. Ian Anderson is the epitome of of a great assistant referee. Yeah, and then coming into the season, Corey Rockwell, there are a lot of haters out there, you know, didn't think he was going to be able to hold the assistant referee. They said, you know, put him in the VAR booth. I don't know that he's ready. Right. The stage might be too big. The lights right. might be too bright. But he just went out there and he just kept his head down. Uh, he kept running down that sideline. Just, you know, what a, what a year. What a season for Corey Rockwell. I mean, Shout out to all these guys. Should have been comeback referee of the year when you think about it. <laughs> Chris Elliott, though, I mean, is another story. I mean, here's a but guy. He's the favorite. Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone's going for Chris Elliott. So it's not as fun to root for him. But, like, it, but you have to remember what he's gone through this year. I mean, his goldfish died early on in the season, right? He had to deal with that. All right. Yeah, and then, then he comes back. Now, listen, this isn't going to seem like a big deal. In VAR, he got the VAR call correct. He called Alan Chapman back to the monitor, which we all know is almost impossible, right? He called him back to the monitor and he's like, Alan, you got to listen. Uh, you got to see this. The, I think you missed this one. And Alan Chapman was like, yes, I did miss this. Thank you, Chris Elliott. You are a genius. And I think that's why Chris Elliott's my, do, try to you, try to turn it wrong. Chris Elliott is my guy. I was going to say, you, you actually make a fair point. Whoever was the referee who, when the video went out and just said, hey man, I know you missed, just make the call. Just, you, you missed this one. It was wrong. Trust, Whoever that guy was, that, that guy deserves it. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me, bro. Just trust me on this. Luis Suarez is coming and that was a penalty. And that was so a penalty. Trust Absolutely. Uh, real quickly, let's go through our choices here. As we look at this, this bracket, this bracket is set. We've talked about it. LA Galaxy in the four, Nashville at the five. Uh, LAFC is the number one in the Western Conference. Philadelphia, the number one in the Eastern Conference. If we were picking these games, Eric, let's go quickly because we're running out of time and I want to <laughs> eventually turn this off and, and go to sleep. Um, LA and Nashville, we're both going to pick LA. So let's move I was on. Say, consider the source when you're listening yeah, to that, who our picks are. Yeah, I'm, I, got, I got LA so, taking that one. Okay, so LA there. Dallas and Minnesota. I have Dallas. I have Dallas as the better team there as well. Okay. Austin and RSL. I have RSL. Uh, RSL. I know they do this every year, but mm. I just, I don't think they have the goods. I think Austin takes them. Okay. LAFC versus LA Galaxy, LA Galaxy. Consider the source. Okay. We'll pick in the LA Galaxy. Okay. Yes. Then it is Dallas versus either Austin or RSL. I'm going to say that it is Dallas over I'm, either of those teams. Okay. We have the conference finals. We're in line. There's something about the symmetry of, the Galaxy beating LAFC and then Dallas beating Austin, mm -hmm. the legacy teams beating the newcomers. And right. I, I like that. So that I have LA and Dallas in the conference. In finals. the Western Conference final. Stop. Eastern side. Uh, we have Red Bull versus Cincinnati. I have Cincinnati. Red Bull always falters in the play playoffs. That's that's exactly where my mind was going. Red Bull in the playoffs. Bad news. Cincinnati's been feisty. I like them. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia versus Cincinnati in that one. We'll just skip over to that one so we can get that bracket. So Philadelphia in the number one. Cincinnati is the five. Who wins that? I have Philadelphia. Philadelphia's taking it to, you know, I don't want to, I won't foreshadow too much, but yeah. Okay. Philadelphia's beating Cincinnati. Okay. New York City and Miami. I have NYC. 
Yeah, thanks for coming, Miami. Okay, yeah, exactly. Good job getting the playoffs. Go go home now. Uh, Orlando and Montreal, Montreal. See, Orlando's feisty, yeah, but you, yeah. and there's something about it, but I, I think Montreal will, will take them. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I have Montreal so, as well. So basically, New York City and Montreal, I will take Montreal. See, I have New York City, something okay. about defending the title. They still have you know, a lot of that core there. I think having been there before, I could see NYC going to the conference final. I have Philly, NYC. A Philly, NYC, and I have Philly, Montreal. I have Montreal coming out of the Eastern Conference upsetting Philadelphia, which is why I needed them to, to go past um, NYC. So wow. I have, I have Montreal, which by the way, that is a that is a common pe- people are picking that. That's not something that's like an underdog story. <laughs> it's not, people it's are not, picking. Yeah, it. it's the second seed. It's not the seventh seed. Right, right. It's not that wild. So, but I, I I have the opposite. I have Philadelphia. Okay. Going to MLS Cup final. Okay, so it's Philadelphia. Well, most well rounded top to bottom. It's for the length of the season, and I think they'll be able to carry through. It's either Philadelphia box. or Montreal on the eastern side, and we have Dallas and LA. So who's going through on Dallas and LA? We haven't beat Dallas this season. We're due. I think we. I think we go to the final. Right. I think we make an MLS Cup final. Yeah. Uh, the Galaxy definitely lose to Dallas. I, there's no but. There's no way they're getting by Dallas. It's, this <laughs> is Dallas? not the year. Yeah. yeah. At Dallas, it's not <laughs> happening. Right. So then I'm gonna have Dallas versus Montreal. You have you have L A versus, versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And, and I think this isn't the year. I think Philadelphia takes it. Okay. And the MLS Cup final. All right. And if they were to play Dallas, they'd be Dallas as well. Montreal beats Dallas Eastern Conference winner again. <laughs> so we're, regardless of who we think, we think the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is going to take it. I think the top of the Eastern Conference is better than the top of the Western Conference. Yeah, so yeah, but the, the bo- then the middle of the Eastern Conference gets real soft real fast, right? Real quick. Yeah, yeah. the drop off is fast. Yeah. Whereas the middle of the Western Conference is like the it gets harder is the in the middle of the Western Correct. Conference, right? There's not as many great teams, but there's a lot of like OK teams, right? So uh, that's where it is. If you wanted to know what the odds were a simple hundred dollar bet mr Vieira, could get you sixteen hundred dollars should you land it on the la galaxy not bad. right now that's not, not bad, bad. <laughs> somebody goes to ten dollars gets you 160 and somebody's like a hundred dollars gets you 1600 i'm like a thousand bucks gets you <laughs> sixteen thousand. come on you know you could buy so you could put a down payment on a car with a with a you know winning a put a thousand dollars as long as you don't need it somebody said i wish there was online betting in in the united states uh so that way i could bet my rent money on the la galaxy don't do that please <laughs> please don't do that <laughs> i was gonna say there's a reason why they have uh <laughs> those ads where it says if if you need help call this number yes, yeah yes. Well, this is not a sponsored ad so unfortunately i don't have that number for you but don't don't use your rent money please. uh so we got a two dollar uh, super chat from from gabriel and they want me to say the thing again and i don't i don't know what the i don't know how to say it i know you tried to teach me it last time but nor do i care it was not one of those things I cared to remember, but you, for two dollars, start you off. No, I think I should do it poorly, you should do it and solo. then everybody okay. will will laugh again, and then they'll be like, "What a moron that Josh is!" But I'm two dollars richer, so who's the moron? I, that's that's the whole thing that I sort of get into. Uh, what is it? Is it Sue? You throw a little accent at the I, end. I think it needs an accent. I think it <laughs> but, needs and, an accent. And it's funny because because you're saying the I isn't in there. It's just Sue. But you can say Sue. Like you, if you Sue, hit that I. Sue, Sue. Sue. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, no, no. Still doesn't work. It's, uh, great it's audio. Horrible. Yeah. Right into the mic there. Good. Good. I'm pod sorry does. to everyone who has their headphones in. Good pod. Good pod. Uh, Gary gave us a $5 super chat that says, thank you guys again for a great show. I should point out Gary did that before we just did that last thing. So he's probably going to want his money back. Um, <laughs> no refunds. Sorry. That's not how it works. Uh, I think the only thing we left to do here is to get ready for Nashville. Are you 
ready for Nashville. Am I ready? I was, I was born ready. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you were ready because if you're ready, then I can be ready and then we'll get it going. The LA Galaxy facing off against Nashville uh, coming up on Saturday. Here, let me pull, pull this up just so I can do it. On Saturday, uh, October 15th, it's a 12 p.m. Uh, start time on TV at 12.08 p.m. kickoff time. And we need to add Spectrum Sportsnet did indeed get picked up. I think it was because I said, just pay for it, LA Galaxy. <laughs> you put the pressure on, on, on the it, Monday yeah. show. You and, and the they panda. Did. So Joe and Kobe and Nikki, one more time, uh, getting to do it in the playoffs if you want the English feed on that. Otherwise, the Spanish feed is the nationally televised. It will not be on LAGalaxy.com because it is nationally televised, so it would be blocked. Um, but the local broadcast is on Spectrum, so if you get that, you can get it. Uh, Mr. Vieira, are you ready for said dramatic game preview? Let's run it. All right, here we go. We're back, baby. Your LA Galaxy are back in the MLS Club Cup playoffs for the first time since 2019. And Greg Vanny's boys are finally peaking at the right time. This season, we are riding on the shoulders of Chicha Dios, who is answering all of our Galaxy prayers. Leading the team with 18 goals, everyone else has changed their pronouns to he and his because they simply cannot be him. Speaking of him, let's talk about our little Spanish firecracker, Pretty Ricky Pooch. Don't let his Disney Channel looks fool you because he has been an absolute menace for the LA Galaxy since joining the team this summer. With Ricky on our squad, we're upside, inside out, we're living la vida loca. Speaking of getting loco, let's take a minute to appreciate our other mid-season acquisition, Mr. Gaston Brugman. No one's quick like Gaston, no one's slick like Gaston, no one has quite as big, thick, Quads like Gaston almost got through that one, and he'll be looking to fire those cannons as the Diggs is rocking this weekend. Since we're on the topic of the Diggity, let's not forget about who'll be protecting that fortress. That's right, our beautiful Englishman, Big Bad Bondi from Big Bad Barson. I'm looking forward to Jonathan Bond to get some love in the playoffs, and here's to hoping he can stand on his head and get a long postseason run. Now to our opponents, the Kid Rock of MLS, Nashville Soccer Club. The boys from the Music City, a.k.a. Trash Vegas, they will be away from the comfort of their home stadium, Geodis Park. Geodis? How about you Geodes? What does that even mean? Nobody knows, but it's provocative and it gets the people going. So this Saturday, make sure you're at Dignity Health Sports Park. Let's get hyped, let's get loud, and let's get that win as the race to Sace is back on. I, I, outstanding, sir. Outstanding. I even liked the little mess up in the middle. I just, I, I, I think I, I had, I had the Gaston. It was right there. I, so no one's quick like Gaston, slick like Gaston. No one's quads are incredibly thick as Gaston. It was a good line and I flubbed it. It's but, okay. You know, I got through it. That's it's what okay. happens when you do it live. It's okay. It's okay. I imagine the super chats will flood in for you now. Um, I also <laughs> imagine you'll see none of that money. Um, so yeah. however that works, uh, that was, that was outstanding. I really appreciate that. Um, that was good. And you know what? Maybe Skype has finally decided that it wants to play nicely with our previews because in that particular case, it, I think it played nicely. I think we, I think we were able to accomplish that. So I think it sounded like it wasn't cutting out too much. So good times. It was not very good. Uh, $2 super chat from Gary. Uh, 100% there, so very good. Yeah, I know. Already doing it. Um, good times. This such an interesting game. Galaxy and Nashville have only played each other twice. We know this. Um, one win for the Galaxy, one draw. The, the win came on April 23rd. That was when the, the Jovalich late game yeah. scramble in the box ended up going in the back of the net. And it was good good passing, all the stuff that was good. But, uh, and that, that was, was the Lars lift, right? Wasn't that, that when he jumped into Lars? Yeah, that, that was, was a good time. That was Lars lift. So, I mean, 
here's the thing. You can look at these games. So it was one nothing uh, for the Galaxy. The Galaxy had around 66% possession in that first game. They had around 67% possession in the second game. These are not games. Like, we're going to talk a little bit, and I think people have talked a little bit, about how Nashville doesn't sit back as much. Right. This year, they're, they don't sit back as much. Well, at the beginning of the year, when the Galaxy played them and the 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 game that they played at Geodis Park, um, you can look at that and say not a lot changed between those two games because the possession stats were the same. The shots were overwhelmingly in in charge of, in on the side of the LA Galaxy. 22 shots in one of them. Uh, yeah. I think 17 or 18 shots in the other one. Then you look at the expected goals. And the expected goals, I don't think, cracked one for the LA Galaxy on either of those, right? Either game, yeah. yeah. That was with penalties. <laughs> yeah, and especially the second one because there were two yeah. penalties um, in in that particular one. So uh, it's it's such an interesting matchup. I feel really good. Like Nashville, I was on the Twitter spaces for MLS Soccer um, talking about the Galaxy, and I heard the Nashville uh, rep was sort of talking about Nashville. And they're like, oh, they feel good about they, they Absolutely, there's no way that Nashville can feel good about playing the LA Galaxy. Um, they don't get a lot of chances. They've only scored one goal and it came from a penalty kick. Now, I mean, you can flip that and say the galaxy missed a penalty <laughs> kick, scored a penalty kick, and then had and one, then had a, one an injury time at their house. Right. Yeah. I, I think what's got to sting Nashville is they, they don't get the home game. Also, you know, if we were in a different league where goal differential matter matters, Nashville actually has a plus 11. They they're better than the galaxy in that regard. So to lose the home game to them has got to sting a little bit. Cause that, that might be, that might be the difference. Cause when these teams have played each other, they, you're right. They've been, pretty dead even and uh you know nashville does have that reputation for kind of sitting back but that's not really what they do they definitely have a lot of talent on this roster but they also have one guy who scores the majority of their goals Mukhtar has 23 their next highest goal scorer is teal bunbury with five and then walker zimmerman and dave romney are the fourth and fifth highest scorers on their team so two center backs uh, are up there so you're not talking about a lot of uh, offensive firepower as a whole, but they, if you can isolate Mukhtar, you'll be able to shut this team down, which is what the galaxy did in both games that they played. Yeah. And it's been super interesting to see that they were able to shut down the golden boot winner. They were able to play them. And I think it's because, uh, the galaxy actually are an okay transition defense team. I know that's where they get caught the most, but lots of teams get caught in transition the most galaxy aren't horrible at it. Um, and I think that that Nashville lives in those transition moments. I think that that's what they thrive on. And if you watch them, Nashville just went to LAFC and beat LAFC on the last day of the uh, of the season. That was a very clinical game. It was also a game that saw that saw some incredible goalkeeping as well by Joe Willis. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, another zone we got to watch out for. Yeah, expect Willis. that, right? He's, yeah. he's done it against, I think, the Galaxy both times, which yeah. is he's stood on his head. Expect him to stand on his head again. And so you can the Galaxy need to not be frustrated by what happens. If the Galaxy come out, Eric, this is my concern. If the Galaxy come out like they played against RSL at home where they were stiff and rattled. Na yeah, Na Nashville doesn't have to do anything with the ball. They're just going to wait for you to make a mistake. So if you're stiff, if you're rattled, if you're not flowing through the game, if Ricky isn't, you know, moving in and outside, he pops outside a little bit, he moves inside, if Brugman isn't covering his things, if Delgado's a little slow to sort of cover space and do other things, if Araujo gets caught forward, you know, if Raheem Edwards gets caught forward, that's where Nashville sort of excels at these uh, at these things. And so it's it's going to be uh, managing transitions, but it's also going to be about not letting the nerves of the game get to you. And hopefully the yep. nerves of the game get to somebody like Nashville instead. Yeah, that, that's what you have to hope for. And I'm with you. The one pushback that I'll give is that Real Salt Lake in that game, they were playing for their playoff live. So they were going to 
go at the Galaxy. I think Nashville has a roster and is well-coached enough that they're not going to panic and rush players forward when they don't have to. So I think the the likelihood of Nashville going up early, and again, say that, knock on wood, I don't think that's likely. I think this is going to be a game where the teams are going to feel each other out for the first half, and maybe if someone's going to make that chess move or that, that dangerous attack, it's going to be in the second half, and I think that's where we'll see you know, where, the, what these teams are made of in the second half, because I, I don't think Nashville, it doesn't benefit them to put themselves out there and put themselves in danger of getting counterattacked by the LA galaxy to try to get that goal. Even though it is a single elimination, a one-off, you make one mistake and then you're down away and then things can get really bad real quick. So I, I don't see Nashville making that push early, but that doesn't, but that means that the galaxy are going to have to capitalize on their chances when they get them. Cause if the galaxy don't score early, then the longer this game goes on tight or the closer it gets to the end, then you have set pieces, corner kicks, things that happen, wacky stuff. And I think that's where, you know, Nashville looking at that roster, they have guys who can make you pay when you make those mistakes. So, you know, there are a lot of teams that when we get to this part of the show, I say, you know, I look at their roster. They don't have those players that scare me. I don't know how many times I've said that. I look at Nashville's roster. That, that's a good roster. Yeah. You know, you know, you have Randall Leal back there. You have Schaffelberg. Schaffelberg. Schaffelberg's been good. Uh, you know, you have Romney, you have Lovitz, Zimmerman, and then Williston. That, this is a team that this is a professional soccer team and they're going to give the galaxy some problems. It's not going to be a cakewalk. And that, that's what happens when you get to the playoffs. The easy teams are gone. Yeah, this is this is it. And, you know, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. Uh, gates are supposed to open two hours before the game. So at 10 o'clock, there's a lot of soccer fest stuff going on. Thunder sticks galore out there. First 25,000. You yeah. get the little mini skateboard. Yeah, but you have to be that. under 16. And yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I, I can you just lie? Should I, should I, I'll shave you know, borrow, or a, borrow a kid for a few seconds. Yeah. Say, hey, this is my son. Yeah. It's like, who, who are you? Yeah. Again, don't don't get in trouble. There are cops yeah. probably at the can. But, yeah. but, you know, ask for parents' permission first. But, you know, I know we have some Galaxy employees who listen. But, you know, if a tech deck finds its way, you know, to the northern Texas area, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I do have kids. I have two kids. Yeah, kids, just, so it's I'm for just them. Saying. It's for the kids. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. Do it for the children. Uh, <laughs> Lars having whiskey and pancakes. I was informed the whiskey gets put into the pancake batter, which I salute you. Yeah, um, Lars, Lars, Lars always knows how to have a good time. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's always, a uh, always a good time. These early ones, breakfast burritos. Somebody said, uh, can you eat? We were talking about Monday. Can you eat pupusas for, for breakfast? And somebody said their family considers pupusas a breakfast food. And I was like, I salute you for that stance yeah. on pupusas. You, you know what? I this made me really sad, really upset. I'm, I'm really enjoying, you know, my time out here since I've moved, but you know what? I have a good breakfast burrito from Southern California for a, a 12 a.m. game tailgate early with breakfast burritos. That is, that is peak peak stuff. So, you know, don't take for granted what you have out there. If you're going to enjoy a breakfast burrito out there, cause you really have something special in Southern California that you don't get anywhere else out here. They have breakfast tacos, but eh. I, I can same. go with a breakfast not, taco, but like, but, I but know, not, I know it's not, it's not a breakfast, breakfast burrito. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same. Okay. That's good. Um, five thirty-eight. <laughs> Are you excited about this? Yes. And no, I don't know. It's if, if you look at it, it's not one of the higher ranked. It's the lowest, the one. lowest one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Out of that's my favorite thing is looking at the slate out of the, all the teams that are favored to win the galaxy have the lowest expectation. So for that, anytime this happens in the galaxy, when the highest one, things go wrong. So if they're the lowest one, it has to make you feel good. Now, 66% to 34%, that, that's where it gets a little, a little funky. And here, the, this where it gets interesting here is there's no draw possibility, obviously, right. <laughs> you know, with the way things. So that obviously skews the percentages higher and lower. 
But, you know, look at how the Galaxy have been playing and, you know, the history where they, they have been able to put away Nashville. Yeah, I don't I don't hate this percentage. I would agree that the Galaxy are favored. And the fact that they're not like super high favorites like an NYC or like, a, you know, an Austin over RSL, that doesn't make me as nervous because, you know, they they understand that this isn't like they're playing a nobody. They're playing a solid team, you know, in the middle. And so they're not going to go in, uh, you know, lackadaisical. I think they're going to go in with their, their shields up being ready to go. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be an interesting one. Uh, I have two thirds chance basically for the Galaxy to win. That's what this is saying. Two thirds chance. That's 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 a lot. It feels like a lot. Um, but I also think you're right. That if you look at how the Galaxy are playing, um, maybe it makes some sense. If we look just at the chance to win MLS Cup, LA Galaxy currently in at three percent. I think that's way low. And again, based off of 34 games, not necessarily ba- handicapped off of the the last form. The LA Galaxy are one of the hottest teams outside of Montreal and Philadelphia coming into the playoffs. That's those are facts. Last 11 games. You want to take everybody on there. Only Montreal and Philadelphia had better records. Everybody else had below records uh, than the L.A. Galaxy. So if you're saying that, I think there's some positivity there. You can say, okay, the Galaxy are going to go far. So let me get to your prediction, sir. Uh, Please state whether it's in regular time, it's an extra time or whether it goes to penalty kicks. Um, And I would I would love to hear it. I think this guaranteed to be wrong prediction, but it won't be wrong, is a 2-1 win. I think it happens in regulation. I think you see a good game. You see a hard fought game, but I think home field will be the difference just like it was earlier in the season. It's going to give the galaxy that slight edge. They're going to give up a goal. I don't think the galaxy is going to keep a clean sheet, but I think they're going to play them tight and I think they're going to be able to break them down and get two goals. So I see a two, one galaxy win as they move on to play the bad guys on Thursday. I think this game is tied one, one at the end of 90 minutes. No, I don't like that. I think something <laughs> happens in extra time. I don't know what it is, whether it's a no day penalties. on. I don't think it's penalties. I'm not, I'm okay. not going to go that far. I think that somebody gets it done, but I don't know whether it's day on getting a pass from Afra as the, as the second half subs, they got a little more juice in the legs. They're able to do it. Um, I don't know whether that's Kevin Cabral finally finds the back of the net. I mean, Oof, you want to talk about time? in extra time. <laughs> That'd be incredible. <laughs> the, the one thing that makes me nervous about that is when you get into extra time, we know Vanny with sub patterns that sometimes is a and, concern. And so looking being for able P- to time PKs. that right, yeah, and to know who you're going to bring in. If, if it's tied late in the game, you know, you bring someone on too early and it's a close game, then they're going to be gassed a little bit later. So there, there really is a chess match as far as who you need to bring in and at the right time. So that's the part that makes me nervous. You want to try to kill it in regulation, which, you know, duh, obviously everyone wants to do that. But yeah. uh, it, it really takes some some. The tactics really have to be on point if you're going to go take a game into extra time. I like your 2-1. Um, I think that this is uh, the Galaxy are going to hover around 65% possession, yeah. 66. They're going to, in every game that they played, the Galaxy have doubled the amount of passes that Nashville's had, whether it's been at home or away. They've doubled, more than doubled them, right? So look at all this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Galaxy end up having 15 to 25 shots, right? And they're going to get lots of chances. It's just the quality of those. The thing is, with Ricky and with Brugman, you can get more shots from outside and they're higher quality than they have been before. Those it could be one of those. That could be the difference yep. is like a Brugman shot from from deep that like yeah. hits the bottom of the that bar and goes the, in. Yeah. Which is he had a, a post I'm remembering correctly, he had a post shot against Houston, Clank. right? Then another just it, <laughs> banger. That, that thing is still like shaking uh, this house's foundation, you know, some yeah, eighteen hundred miles away. That's why I said no one's quads are as thick as guest on there. Yeah. But Bovada has the over under at 2.5. So 2 1 kind of falls right, right in there. that line. Yep. Yeah. So it's in one, the neighborhood. One, so one. That feels 1 1 and then going into 
extra time. That kind of feels like, you know, that's probably plausible. I don't think you're going to see a blowout in either direction. Key to key to success. Key to success for the LA Galaxy score first, especially in this game. Okay. Okay. Especially if they get a first half goal. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because if if Nashville scores first and they hunker down, they're gonna. It's not Houston. You're you're, no. you're gonna have a much more difficult time with Willis back there, with Zimmerman, with Romney, with Leal, with Lovitz. Or you know, it's gonna be a lot harder to break that team down than uh, other teams. So you're right. I think if they if they score first, that is the key to success. And uh, let's let's get Chicharito playoff goal. All right, I like it. I, I don't hate it. Let's get get everybody yeah. playoff goals. Playoff goals well, okay. for everybody. Well, now, Oprah, yeah, for, you get a playoff goal. You get a goal. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Gabriel gave you a two dollars super chat. Said best one yet, Eric. I oh, appreciate thing. it. Um, and uh, Tim gave you a two dollars super chat. Says uh, you have me pumped, Hammer. You rock, brother. I like you rock, also, brother. <laughs> uh, I pre- appreciate the super chats and everyone who kind of hyped me up and, and got me going. But something you know, we talked about my you know quote unquote you know, rehearsing a little bit, but someone in the chat said, throw Kid Rock in there. And that was, that was, I ad-libbed that. I did, Kid Rock was not part of my original thing, but someone asked for it. I threw it in there just to prove. It's not all, it's not all rehearsed. You never know. You never know. That's why you gotta be here. Just why you gotta be here in the chat, throwing it in there. But again, appreciate everyone giving the shout outs and hyping me up in the chat. Uh, Jeremiah says, uh, Sasha Kleshen gets his 100th assist in this game. Ooh, Ooh. it won't count postseason. Postseason is different. I know. That's not I, right. That's not I, fair. I guarantee that. I I wonder if the hundred assists is total or if it is just regular season. I'd have to check it out. Really Ask interesting. Question. Yeah. There you I, go. I really. Yeah. That's the important thing that we need to talk about. <laughs> uh, LA Galaxy playing against Nashville SC coming up 12 p.m. October 15th. You have tickets. You're there. I have uh, two tickets. I'm giving away. Again, go ahead and email me. I'll pick it tomorrow. I'll email the winner, and then somebody will have tickets by. Tomorrow at noon is my guess. Uh, October 15th is the game. 12 p.m. is your TV start time. 12.08 p.m. is your kickoff time. Uh, Univision, TUDNA, and then, of course, uh, Spectrum Sportsnet. All right, Kobe and Joe and Nikki. All right. Uh, I think that's it, Hammer. Are you good? I'm excited. I'm pumped for this game. I'm excited for the fans to get to see it. I'm excited that we're back in the playoffs. It's, you know, it's super exciting time. So I, I'm really uh, on the edge of my seat, really looking forward to the this Saturday. So Wishing well, putting all the good vibes into the universe. Two things. Two things before we go. One, uh, Malia Emma singing National Anthem. Ooh, it's got to be good. Gotta be huge. Fun. Bigger than that, though. And I know some of you know this, and I'm glad the chat room reminded me because I wasn't <laughs> thinking about a bit it. Inside. This, I think I saw it. This yeah. is the, Hot Dog Girl will be uh. in attendance at the game. I don't know if people know about hot dog girl who started dressing up as a hot dog and going to galaxy games when she was a lot younger. This is, this was, she's, she's now like a full grown teenager. You know, uh, Malia Emma is, is, you know, probably in college and is divorced already. She, or, or No, she's not. <laughs> but um, she was, she's one I've seen her fairly recently. And said, it's like, that's not the same little girl, which, you know, the pipes she had when she sang, you know, so many years ago, imagine how much, She's grown if she's been keeping. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. She's going to bring the house down. She is. And then Hot Dog Girl, <laughs> that's such an inside thing. If you if you follow, <laughs> you know some of the, some of the Riot Squad guys and uh, you just kind of on Twitter, it's it's a bit of a thing. So uh, you know, fun times <laughs> with Hot Dog Girl. She has a good record when 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 she's at the stadium, from what I understand. Yeah, I, that's my feeling as well. I think that's more yeah. of a, a of lore than probably actuality, but it feels yeah. like, like it is. That's what matters. Yeah. The bottom line. Tr- truth doesn't matter. It's, it's all about the lore. Right. The, the, yeah. 
The bottom line is that Hot Dog Girl will be in attendance. And that is what you you need to understand that Galaxy fans are taking no chances, right? They're getting the rabbit's feet, right? They're having their 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 whiskey and, and pancakes. They're getting their pupusas. They're doing all the things they're doing to in order to ensure wins. And one of the things was to make sure that Hot Dog Girl got her butt in the stadium. Or excuse me, got her buns in the stadium. Um, oh, man. How did you miss that? I don't right know. There. It was right there. And as soon as I said it, I was like, wait a minute. No, let's go back. She's going to be in the stadium. So Galaxy fans are pulling out the stops. It's time the LA Galaxy do that as well. Well, uh, I think that does it. This is fun. I hope everybody has a great time. Go enjoy yourselves. There is a chance of rain, right? Anywhere between 47 and 51% on Saturday. That's a pretty good flip a coin stat there. We'll see whether or not it comes in. It seems like it's going to be scattered if it does. Uh, But enjoy the rain if the rain does come because sometimes playoffs in the rain, just there's nothing better. All right. So see, now you're making me even more excited, making me sad that I'm, I'm, I'm missing out because... Imagine Dayan Jovalich subbed on in the rain, sliding across the field, soaking. I mean, I'm, I'm, there are some things that I can't say on this show. NC-17, give yeah, me a break. Yeah, but man. All right. Man. Good Very times. Good. All right. Uh, that does it for us. Uh, again, the LA Galaxy facing off against Nashville coming up. MLS Cup playoffs round one. First home playoff game since 2016. October 15th, 12 p.m., 12.08 p.m. Univision, TUDNA, and Spectrum Sportsnet. Eric, please tell people where they can find you. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You could also follow, follow me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And then shout out to Team USA in the League of G World Cup. Hopefully the Galaxy and USA in real life do better than we did in that tournament. <laughs> if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Videos, podcasts, all that fun stuff is right there. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, like, turn on the notifications, all that fun stuff. We certainly appreciate you in the chat room. We appreciate you listening, and we appreciate all of you as we're going to see out at the stadium on Saturday. LA Galaxy, Nashville, round one MLS Cup playoffs coming from Dignity Health Sports Park on Saturday. All right, for Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Beer, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.